Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work-Life Balance Specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and here we are back again on a beautiful Wednesday, and we're at the middle of January today, and we have a very special show. We have an amazing, dynamic lady by the name of Christine Suba, who I'm going to introduce here shortly, joining us from Chicago, and then the second half of our show, I'm just elated. There's no other word to describe it. I am interviewing one of our Australian co-authors, Peter Thurin, and just a dynamic, unique individual. So we are going to have an hour of power today. I just want to take a minute before I start interviewing Christine and just further elaborate on reaching out and collaborations. And I just feel richly blessed and grateful in so many ways. I've brought together a model for a women's conference called Soul Women on the Go. And I just want to give you all a clear picture of of what we're doing collaboratively and joint venture-wise as co-authors. So in April 15th of this year, we'll be launching the first Soul Women on the Go in Irvine, California. Dynamic lineup of speakers, including our own lovable Jim Britt being our opening keynote in the morning. June 11th, we're going to be doing it in Chicago, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that with Christine in a minute. October 1st, we're going to be in Atlanta. October 22nd, we're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. And then Hawaii might be on the slate for November. And then next year, Australia, South Africa, and back to my home country of Canada. And this is, you know, just all in addition to my clarity and vision for 2016. And working away at my desk this morning and my cell phone rings and it's Johnny Mornay from Dubai. Can't even tell you how exciting that is. And he's going to help bring me to Dubai as a keynote. So my message today is the world is your oyster. Pick up the phone and whatever you want to do can be done. So let me move right into the radio show now. I am so excited to introduce you to Christine Suva. She resides in Chicago, Illinois, so she's only about five hours away from me, which I'm excited to say. She has spent her life exploring her insatiable passion for both personal and professional development. Christine is a certified professional life and career coach. She's a speaker, a trainer, and a consultant, and she's also a two-time number one Amazon international best-selling author. She has been interviewed on several TV and radio programs, and she's the founder and president of Thrive Coach Services. Christine is committed to helping their purpose and success in their life. Her business is the culmination of 20 years' experience guiding thousands across the country to achieve career and personal goals as an outplacement consultant and wellness professional. In, in the education, healthcare, 
corporate and community. Her website is thrivecoachservices.com. So, Christine, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Thank you so much, Deb. I am thrilled to be here today. Thanks for having me. Well, we're we're sort of neighbors. We're not too far of a drive, so we're going to have to meet halfway in Detroit and definitely have a lunch and, and, and make a face-to-face for sure. I would love that. I would love that, <laughs> preferably in a little warmer weather. Yes, you and I have a different appreciation for four seasons. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so I want to jump right into your chapter. Um, you are in book seven, and your chapter is entitled Mastering Your Mindset for Success. And I don't want to give a lot away about your chapter because I think it's one of the chapters that has really hit me on many different levels. And again, I don't, I don't want to give away, but I, I talked to you before the show to tell you that I, I knew right away where you were going with the chapter. And there's a lot of synergy between you and I and, and what we've done in our career. So my question for you is, Tell us briefly what your area of passion and business is. Okay, I'd be happy to. Um, Yes, and thank you for that, by the way. Um, When I started my practice, um, I really wanted to hone in on what is the impact that I want to have in other people's lives. Because I literally, since the time I was a teenager, can remember walking through bookstores and just gravitating to personal development and just couldn't get enough of it. And I've always been that way. And it always came from a place of how can I improve myself and then how can I use what I'm learning to help other people? And so I, coming from the background of wellness, coming from the background of outplacement consulting, I have a holistic approach because personally I do not believe that you can just pick out one area of your life and treat it as if it's separate from everything else. Each area of your life affects every other area of your life. And so when I built my business, I really wanted to pull in all of the skills and all of the experience that I've had working with people literally from 3-year-olds to 90-year-olds. And whether I was working in wellness or I was working in outplacement consulting, which is for people that might not know what that is, that's when organizations downsize through either layoffs or corporate closings, when the people lose their jobs as an outplacement company, we would come in and help those people move forward. So we would do things like career assessments and then helping them create a new vision for moving forward, doing their resumes, helping them with interviewing skills, kind of helping them emotionally work through the process as well. And so that was a deep dive into the career side of it for me after having been a wellness professional in multiple different environments. And so... The thing that I have learned in over 20 years of doing that work is that typically the biggest obstacle in anyone's way when they're trying to reach a goal is nothing outside of themselves. And we know in recent years we hear a lot of things like, well, I can't find a new job because of the economy, or it's my age, or it's my gray hair, or I'm too heavy, or I'm not attractive enough, and I can't compete with the young people. And they can list all of the things outside of themselves for why they can't get to where they want to go. Is there truth in some of that? Yeah, there is. 
But honestly, what I have found is that the biggest obstacle has nothing to do with those things. And it has everything to do with that voice inside and what that voice is telling them repeatedly. It's that self-talk, their mindset. It's the beliefs and the thoughts that create the emotions that they feel. And those emotions and those thoughts and beliefs then create action or lack of action. So I really specialize in helping people master their mindset, getting their thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, and actions in alignment with each other. So whether I'm working with people that are in career transition, which I do a lot of. I work a lot with executives, for example. I also work with women that are in a place of reinvention, often looking for that second career, and they don't know where to start. But I love the process of connecting people to their gifts and their talents, their sense of purpose and meaning in their life. And it's really more about what is the legacy that you're creating with your life. It's not just about how do I get the next job? How do I just get my resume and apply for that job? Because quite honestly, I have zero interest in helping someone get a job they don't want. It's very much about what is the impact that I can have in the lives of other people. So I tend to work with people that are in service-oriented professions. I work with coaches. I work with healthcare people. I work with practitioners in the healthcare field. I work with uh, professionals in general, but they typically are people that are looking for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in their life. There is nothing that I love more than shining a light on someone's gifts and talents and abilities, ones that very often they take for granted. And when you can draw that out of someone and you can build the courage and confidence within that person to own it, step into it and play big in their life, they're not only helping themselves, they're helping everyone else around them. And they're making the impact that they were born to make. So if I can be part of that, if I can help fuel that in the life of someone else, then I've come and done what I came to do. So it's truly an honor if someone is willing to allow me to do that. I, you said two of my favorite words. Confidence and courage. Yeah. And it's and just so powerful. They're just so powerful. And, you know, I can just hear in your voice um, the love that you bring to your craft of coaching. And in in reviewing your website, and, I mean, we've been chatting for a few months, You, the testimonials on your website uh, clearly state um, your passion your expertise, your diversity, and just that you have the ability to bring out the best in your clients. And I noted that you had the opportunity to speak to a Harvard Business School alumni group. Would you tell us a little bit about that? I will, sure. Well, you know, I, I when I started my practice, I was doing all private clients. And it all basically started from word of mouth, depending on if someone had met me through the wellness field when I was working in that or they met me through outplacement. Um, But it was all word of mouth, and then it grew. And then I started feeling like I needed to take it to another level, like I was feeling that stirring inside when you know it's time to up-level. 
And one of the things that I had always done in my career is speak. And the ability to connect with people in an audience where I, I always feel like there's this centering thing that happens inside of me every time I speak before I go on stage or before I meet with a client one-on-one, truthfully, it's the same. But to center myself, I always say to myself, there may be someone in this audience who desperately needs to hear what I have to say. Let me speak directly to that person and let me give them what they most need. Because when you're speaking, it's not about you. It's all about your audience. And if I can give someone hope and trust that no matter where they are in their life, when they're sitting in that chair in that room, everything is just as it needs to be. Because whether it feels good, whether it feels uncomfortable, whether it feels scary, everything that's going on is preparing preparing them for what's coming. And I want to be a source of giving people that hope and that faith and that trust in their journey. Because my life has taught me that even when you go through difficult times and it feels like your world is falling apart very often, that is the clean slate that begins the transformation you've been waiting for. So if you stay open to that and you hold on to that and you trust that even though you don't understand why things are happening the way they're happening in that moment, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose to it. It's growing you. It's strengthening you. You're gaining resilience, which builds confidence that you can handle bigger things that are going to come your way, that you can have the courage to step into those things. And sometimes things happen where a lot of people, we like to have control. We like to plan it out, especially planners. Some people like to plan everything out, and if things don't go according to plan, they get really upset. But that's a life lesson because sometimes things have to fall apart for something better to come through. And I have found that in many cases, you need a teardown rebuild. You need that opportunity to have your breath taken away to step back and say, wait, wait, maybe there's something better. Maybe I'm thinking my life is supposed to go a certain way, but maybe there's a bigger plan for me than I even realized. And maybe all of this stuff that's going on is a way of redirecting me back to the path that I'm meant to be on. And so I've learned to trust that in my own life, and I love helping people that are in that place going, what in the heck am I supposed to be doing with my life? I have no idea where to start. I just know that this is not it. Well, and I I love the three words that you talked about, hope, faith, and trust. And Jim Lutz is always saying to us, just take the idea and execute it. You don't have to have all the logistics and all the creativity and everything done. Just start. And I think it's that execution of initiation because 
maybe they feel they're not good enough to do A, B, or C. And a good example is, you know, I've had this women's conference in my big scary goal for a year. And as I was planning this year in December of last year, I thought, what am I waiting for? I, I'm, I'm in the midst of this amazing, talented, global community of entrepreneurs all over the globe, 23 countries. And I'm just going to set up all my little teams and I'm just going to go for it. But I also love what you said about having that little bit of scariness. And like you, I still get butterflies before I speak, but I take three deep breaths. And it's the same mindset that I have. If I touch one heart and one soul and they take one nugget away from my conference that I'm speaking at, I may not know it in that day, but it always comes full circle. I've, I've had people send me emails or a little card years after I met them. So I know Alan Witch talks about this as well. You never know about your level of impact sometimes in the middle of what you're doing. A lot of times it's after the fact. And I think it just gives us an opportunity as human beings to reflect on the emotional capacity of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel your passion and I feel a connection with you. And I just, I would like to read a paragraph out of your book, uh, your chapter that I, I loved. So let me just give the listeners this, this gift. So this is a paragraph from Christine's chapter in book seven. And this is what she writes. Living a life of meaning and purpose is not, quote, all or nothing, end quote. Nor is it a, quote, one and done, end quote, thing. Staying involved with your passion can mean everything from watching concerts on television to traveling the world as a musician and everything in between. When you define your purpose that way, you can reinvent it lifelong. Go back to the woman at the beginning. If she had pursued traveling the world as a concert pianist, she would have denied herself the family life she wanted most. So she found a way to do both that worked for her. And I know, and again, I don't want to ruin your chapter because that paragraph is so full of metaphors. I, I want you to take us, you have this beautiful diagram at the top of this page, and it's, and it's your life. It's the chronological order of your purpose from start to finish, and you've titled it, What's Your Golden Thread? So I have two questions. My first one is, I'd like to know the mindset that you had for developing your chapter, and I'd like you to tell us a little bit about your golden thread. Okay, thank you. I'd be happy to. Um, as I developed my chapter, um, it really was the culmination of where I am in my business development right now. And when I started speaking, and I didn't start speaking until three years into my business. 
um, I got involved with a group called Engaging Speakers. It's a wonderful group of business owners that are looking to build a business for speaking, and they are so supportive and such a loving community. And I started there. And as I was putting together my presentation, and I've spoken for 20 years, I realized that the core message that I wanted to get across was something very near and dear to my heart. I was brought up in an environment that fully supported me being very aware of who I am, what my passions are, what my strengths are, what my gifts are. They were constantly being pointed out to me and encouraged to grow. And it wasn't so much a, uh, it wasn't an ego thing. It was more of a spiritual thing. It was more of a, this is who you really are. This is what's beautiful about you. This is what the impact is that you have on other people, and I noticed that. That's something that you need to pay attention to because it's natural for you. And that was such a gift for me because my parents growing up, watching how they lived their lives, they lived large in terms of the impact that they had on other people's lives. It was very much about how can I build people? I look at myself as a builder of people because I want the best for everyone that I work with. I want them to shine. I want them to to shine that light that's within every single person and shine it out into the world. I know the value and the power of living your life in that way, but the key is being able to do that while also honoring your own values and priorities and recognizing the fact that they will change over time. Being open to doing it in a different way, to doing it maybe at a different level at different times in your life. Maybe when you have small children, for example, you don't want to be traveling the world. You want to stay closer to home, but you still want to be using your gifts and talents and helping with people. And then as the kids get older, then you're more free to do that. But paying attention to that, honoring that, and allowing yourself to reinvent over time throughout the different stages of your life is what allows you to create a life with no regret so that you don't look back and say, you know what, I did. I followed my passion. I did what I loved doing. But look at the sacrifice I made. I have no relationship with my kids because I was never here. I don't ever want to say those words. I don't ever want to feel those words. And thank goodness, I thank God every day that I had role models that showed me that it doesn't matter what other people think you should want for your own life. What matters is what you want for your own life. In the story in my chapter, um, this person was given huge opportunities in life, career-wise, but checked in and made decisions accordingly. And it has absolutely allowed that person to create this life of no regrets. And that's what I want most for people because it's not just about identifying your gifts and talents, but it's really knowing what's most important to you so that you know when to say no, that you know what to say yes to that you are willing to stand in that with confidence and be able to take action. Because if it's going against your value system, 
you're going to stop yourself. The thoughts and beliefs are going to kick in. The voice in your head is going to kick in, and you're going to sabotage yourself. So that fear and everything else that comes up needs to be kind of dealt with so that you're able to stand in your power and give the best of who you are and allow that to morph and change and let it be fluid. It's not fixed. Just as like the change book, this whole community that we have, and Deb, you are absolutely the inspiration for the rest of us in our community. I will tell you that. So thank you for that. Because you are absolutely staying open to the opportunities that are just flooding you. And you're saying yes to that. And I want to applaud you for that because the more we do that, the more we say, you know, I don't know where it's coming from, but I know it's coming. If I just keep showing up, I keep staying open. And I keep saying yes to that calling that's pulling me forward. So it's to me, it's my, my whole chapter ended up being what is the core message that I give when I speak? What is the core message that I want my clients to have when they work with me? And yes, I help people find new positions, but what I want more than anything is to help them understand and know at a very deep level that the value of who they are has nothing to do with a title, a job, a business name. It has nothing to do with what material things they have, what clothes they're wearing, what car they're driving. It has nothing to do with that. That's all external stuff. And all of that stuff can go away on a dime. The value they have is what's inside. That light inside that they were given that they're meant to share. That is their value, and that is priceless. Well, thank you for your kind words. You you brought a few tears to my eyes with your kind words, and I just feel that this is just naturally unveiled for me, and I'm I'm completely open to it. And it, it's a culmination of everything you've been saying during your interview. My my mantra every morning when I wake up consists of two things. First of all, I start my day with, with gratitude and, and devotion, and the weather could be uh, miserable outside. It doesn't matter. My eyes are open. My feet hit the floor. I, I've got another day to be the best version of myself. And I'm listening to you talk and I have the most intriguing and intellectual conversations with my two teenage girls. My youngest is 18 and my oldest is 20 today. And her, she has the same name as Aww, she is. Happy birthday. And I, I listen to them speak. And what I'm hearing is the regurgitation of the core values and beliefs. And it's so similar to what you've learned from your parents and I just, I love what you're saying about bringing the best people, like just bringing everything that they can have and don't think they have and and really bringing that out of them. I think that's the best thing of service that we can do as human beings and coaches. And and I know how you must feel because I know how I feel when my clients have that aha moment and that cry and, and they've been there the whole time. They just needed someone to pull it out. 
And it's interesting because I have felt since I was a little kid that I'm destined for greatness. And and like you, my golden thread's been phenomenal. I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, My kids call me the queen of getting back up because I'm teaching them that every successful entrepreneur, they've got a, a, a whole box full of stories and failure and and that's why we're we're our own breed and we have that psychological grit that I love talking about every week. But mm-hmm. when you speak, Christine, your your passion is I I can feel it through this through this microphone. I can I can feel your love. I can feel the success that you you bring and the attitude that you have as a coach and a speaker. And and I commend you for that because People that lead with confidence never, ever have an inflated or have time for ego. And I think people that lack confidence see that as someone leading with ego. And it's a really fine line to figure out and cross. And I find the change book community, our common thread, our golden thread, if I can take that from your chapter, is we are masters of service. And it's interesting that Jim and Jim have brought this community of like-minded people together. And every week this community grows. And I just feel so privileged to be able to interview people like you every week. And I, I just, I want to send the kudos back to you because I, I think you are beyond a contributing member to society, especially in the world of coaching. So let's finish up and, and tell our just remind our listeners what your website is. And can you tell us what you've got on the go for 2016? Sure, sure. Um, my website is www.thrive, that's T-H-R-I-V as in Victor E, Coach. C-O-A-C-H, services, S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S dot com. And if you like, you're welcome to put your name in and your email, and I will send you an article about key factor revealed for determining success in work and life. And that article is all about a tool that I use with my clients that really helps them hold a mirror to those unconscious thoughts and beliefs that run in the background that create those emotions and create those actions or lack of action. So it helps them see where they may be getting in their own way. And then there's an education process that goes along with that to help them shift that so that they can start attracting that success and those experiences in their life that they're looking for. Um, We are doing our Soul Women on the Go event in Chicago. I'm so excited about that, doing that with you, Deb, and and our other co-authors. It's going to be great. It'll be in June in Chicago. And I'm also doing another event in February, on February 20th, 20th, Whole Self Nourish. It's another event that I'm doing that will be in Schaumburg, Illinois. I'll be speaking at that event. And I've also had another book coming out called Conscious Business Growth. And the ebook has already just come out yesterday, actually, and the book will be launching February 23rd. And it's really about creating that soulful business that you so want through mindset mentoring and, and that whole process of really helping those that are thinking about going into business really do it in a conscious way. 
And that was a, a labor of love as well. Um, so uh, doing more writing, doing more speaking. I've also joined a group. Uh, we're just coming up with our name. Right now we're thinking Holistic Connection, but it's a group of holistic practitioners in the Naperville area made up of all kinds of integrative healthcare people, to chiropractors, biofeedback. We've got people that do float tanks and really helping with that whole mission is to help communities empower them, inspire them, engage them in becoming healthier. And so pooling all of our expertise, kind of like what we're doing with the change, to really try to make a difference in as many lives as we can. And we feel like there's power together that's even bigger than power of each of us alone. So those are exciting things that are happening. Um, I'm just thrilled. Jim and Jim, Jim Luke and Jim Brett that have pulled this community together, I truly want to thank them because I didn't even realize what I was signing up for when I signed up to be part of this community and part of this book because um, for those that may not be aware, um, they are two powerhouses in the personal development field and years decades of working in the field, and they truly have just opened up their treasure chest of how you build that impact and how you create community and how you make a difference in the lives of many, many, many people because they've done it themselves. And it's not, it truly isn't just a be part of this book and now you can say you were part of this book. They're truly taking us by the hand and mentoring us. It's amazing. So uh, all of the people that have, have joined in, um, I, I can't say enough. I mean, it's just I'm so excited for what's to come. I'm so open for what's to come. Um, I, I just want to be used for what I'm meant to be doing. Well, I couldn't have said that any better, and I fully agree with you. I am beyond looking forward to collaborating with you on Soul Women on the Go for Chicago. And it's been an absolute joy spending the last 30 minutes with you. And all the best with your new ebook and your upcoming conference. And, Thank you. Uh, and continued success, my friend. And we will talk soon. And thanks for joining us on the Change Book Radio Show. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you so much. Sending you hugs from Chicago. You take care. Thank you. You too. Just an amazing um, interview with uh, Christine Suva. And before I bring our next guest on the line, I wanted to let all the listeners know that we've really had a phenomenal response on Blog Talk Radio with the Change Book Radio Show. And we are now moving over to iTunes, and I'm hoping this success will only continue to climb, and it would be wonderful to land up being syndicated. So I just want everyone to know that my vision for our little show is, is going to exponentially grow, and I want you to enjoy this, this ride with me. So I'd like to introduce our next speaker. Peter, hi. Hi, here online from Australia. Good morning, Deb. How are you? And it is good morning for me. It's 6 o'clock in the morning here in Melbourne, Australia. I know. I, I was going to say you're a day ahead of us. You're on Thursday, and I know you got up very, very early, and I'm grateful for that. So 
So tell the listeners you've got coffee in hand, and, and how's January 21st looking so far? Well, I believe you've got a birthday in the family today. Is that correct? That's correct. It's my first daughter's birthday today. Uh, so that makes this a very, very special interview for me. And uh, another question for you. Um, am I really your first Australian? Well, you're not the first Australian in my life, but you're the first Australian to be interviewed on the Change Book radio show, yes. Uh, well, that is that is truly awesome, Deb, and I, I feel incredibly privileged, and I'm continually blown away by technology to think that uh, you're in Canada, I'm in Australia, and we can have this open conversation together, uh, brought together uh, by a book, can you believe? I think it's just extraordinary and quite wonderful. So I'll start off by just saying a massive, massive thank you. I hope you can feel the hug. Well, I can feel the hug, and, and, and you just melt me with the Australian accent, so I could talk to you all day, Peter. Be, be careful what you put out there, Deb, because that might, might happen. I, I, can, I can talk to you for five days if you'd like me to. There you go. Well, let, let me introduce you so our listeners can, can get an appreciation for who you are. So Peter Thurin is an international speaker, and leading authority on achieving excellence. He's the founder of Black Belt in Excellence. He educates people all over the world and empowers them to achieve excellence in their own lives. He's a dynamic, inspirational, and very passionate speaker and a powerful catalyst for business growth. Peter brings a relentless focus on the choices we must make and the challenges we must embrace to lead to our passionate, desired end result. Peter has a rare ability to merge his insight, skill, and expertise with your business context to demonstrate tangible, improved business outcomes. And we're going to talk a little bit about Peter and the metaphor he uses with um, his black belt that he does have. And if you have an opportunity to go to his website, and I'll get those details for the listeners in a little bit, you will see Peter in action, and his videos are amazing. So, Peter, you are the first Change Book Series Aussie on the show, so welcome, mate. <laughs> uh, good day, Deb. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm already smiling. I promise. This is this is just a fabulous opportunity. Uh, you know, to be connected uh, by a book. There was one gentleman who uh, his name is Alan Rich, and he contributed a chapter to the same book that I did, The Change Six. And Al put out an email uh, just to see what response he would get. And you're going to learn fairly quickly that I would much rather talk than write. So, of course, I didn't respond in writing to Alan's email. I picked up the phone and rang him straight away. And, and through Alan, um, I have the great joy, Deb, of now uh, knowing you and having the chance to chat to you. So there are some absolutely wonderful human beings um, in this world. And as I say, to have this opportunity to chat to you this morning for me, this afternoon for you, is extraordinary. And I, I just can't wait to see where you take this interview. Well, it's my my pleasure, and I just had a very uh, wonderful uh, conversation with Christine Suva from Chicago, and you know she 
she gave me some really nice kind words and said I was inspirational. But but you know, Peter, I'm just I'm just embracing the open openness to the global potential that we have in this community. And I I want to streamline that by saying when you're open to receive, I think all these serendipitous moments just line up much like what you and I are talking about, potentially doing a joint venture. But give the listeners an indication of, of your background as a pharmacist and how you chose to take your love of martial arts, which you are a black belt, and how you created a metaphor to really reinvent yourself and, and give us a little snapshot of who Peter is today and, and, and what you're doing around the globe. Uh, thanks, Deb. Well, let's just go back a whole quantum leap. Um, 20 something years of age and I, I bought a pharmacy in Melbourne, Australia, and I, I went from one, you know, when you have one, you think more is better, so you go from one to two, from two to three. I'm sitting on three pharmacies thinking, well, maybe more is not better, and ultimately went back and really focused on my core business, my core pharmacy. Now, pharmacy in Australia are like drugstores um, in other parts of the world. Uh, we have dispense prescriptions. We look after people's health and well-being. But I also had a very big retail trade uh, in the cosmetic, fragrance and skincare industry with the major cosmetic companies from around the world. Uh, so I, had, I ran retail stores and I, I, I learned very, very, very early on that the key was um, my people. And if I had a skill set, my greatest skill set was unlocking the door in the morning. And then I'd watch my wonderful team uh, of young ladies uh, bring my business to life. And, and, and I suppose that our real focus was on creating environments that brought the best out in our people because by doing that, we learned that that impacted on our, on our customers. And from a commercial perspective, um, we grew um, the bottom line. We, moved, we were continually moving from routine to remarkable. And uh, remarkable is not that complicated. Remarkable can be as simple as... Mrs. Thompson's little boy Johnny has a tennis final on a Sunday and, and a member of my team first thing Monday morning rings Mrs. Thompson, how did he go? And it's collecting these things that are so easy to do but are also so easy not to do that ultimately moved our business um, to something very, very special. And I've actually trademarked that, can you believe that? Uh, easy to do, easy not to do your choice and we get to choose these things every day. I mean I couldn't believe when you said to me that you put the feelers out previously to a couple of Australian people but uh, it was too early in the morning for them. Now let's be really serious about this. Six o'clock in the morning is not that early. I mean it really is easy to get up but it's also easy not to get up and, and you get to choose. So for me it's how I live my life. Uh, you, you mentioned martial arts. Uh, martial arts was something that I didn't start until I was 36 years of age. But it was a dream that I'd had as an eight-year-old boy. Now, it was impossible for me to achieve a black belt between the ages of eight and 36, quite simply, because I didn't do anything about it. And something that you'll hear me say over and over, Deb, is that good intentions won't get the job done. You actually have to do something. So the first doing for me was to make a phone call to, to actually organize my first martial arts lesson. Well, let's, let's be serious. I mean, uh, a phone call, it's easy to do, 
but it's also easy not to do. And once again, I, I had the choice. And it took me until the age of 36 to finally make the choice. I hope it doesn't take our listeners quite that long to make some of the choices that I know are so important in their own lives. And I started with my then six-year-old son, who can you believe is now 30 years of age, and it really changed my life. Uh, two things changed my life massively back then was one, saying yes to coaching his junior Australian rules football team, and two, starting martial arts. And martial arts is truly the most wonderful metaphor for life. And I'm, I'm really happy to extrapolate on that if, you'd like, if you would like me to. Well, I, I want you to because I think it's, it's literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the hub and foundation of the transformation that you bring when you're speaking or consulting with, I mean, you've worked with some pretty big companies, Mercedes-Benz, Apple, so absolutely expand on that metaphor and, and please let us know how you intertwine it, whether you're speaking or consulting. Fantastic. Thanks, Deb. Well, Mostly I open up with keynote presentations on stage and I set a scene and, and we had a lot of fun with martial arts. I mean, I strangled people on stage. We smash things on stage, but everything's with purpose. We, we don't do anything just for the sake of doing it. You know, breaking wooden boards on stage, you know, one, you need to have the courage to come on stage. I mean, nothing changes if nothing changes. And very often in life, we allow awkward and uncomfortable to prevent us from making a start. So to have the courage to come on stage with me, not knowing whether you can or whether you can't, but knowing for certain if we don't try, we will never do. So I think martial arts um, is just extraordinary with regards to the, the structure about, one, go and buy a uniform. Feel good about yourself. Uh, you know, that, 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 that getting in the game is the first step. And then setting those small incremental goals, small, uh, the, the short-term goals, the mid-term goals, and, and the big picture goal of, of ultimately achieving a black belt. You know, people set these, or they have these big, hairy, audacious goals, and sometimes they become so intimidated by their own goals or become so daunting that they don't make a start. And, and where martial arts is brilliant is that you can celebrate those short-term wins along the way. I mean, I was so privileged not so long ago, I was invited to Germany. I mean, I'm from Melbourne, Australia. The president of the most successful chemical company on the planet, who has never done martial arts, but all of a sudden he had this being his bonnet. He had this notion that he would love to explore how do you take the principles of martial arts, and in particular, the principles of becoming a black belt, how do you take those ideas and those uh, messages into business. So he built his global leadership team into a place called Mannheim, Germany, for this little boy from Melbourne, Australia, to, to share stories and share ideas. And we spoke about confidence, and we spoke about fun, and we spoke about goals, and we spoke about discipline, and we spoke about camaraderie and excellence and teamwork and accountability and leadership. And he wrote me the most amazing testimonial slash letter uh, which I received when I got back to Australia. And it's me who should be thanking him, you know, to open the door and to be so brutal in his own thinking and to, to maybe, just maybe, put him and his team in danger of learning something new. Keeping in mind, these, this company is already the best in the world at what they do, and yet they're still focused on quality, consistency, 
and being better tomorrow than they are today and their willingness to learn from, from outside sources. So it, it is about you know, harnessing the principles of martial arts. It is about moving from routine to remarkable, but it doesn't have to be so complicated. You know, that first step and, then, and, then, and, and having a, a, a clear path as to what maybe the next step is and asking great questions. You know, what new skills will I need for this journey? What new knowledge will I need? Who else do I need on my team? So, you know, it, the power of the question, but not being, not being afraid to, to, to ask for help. Deb, I've already put it out there to you. You and I are going to share a stage somewhere in the world. That is going to happen in 2016. We know it. This is going to become an unstoppable force of nature because I'm going to, uh, we're going to make it happen. And you're the one that's, you're the catalyst for this. You know, here we are, we're chatting from one side of the world to the other and we get the chance to share ideas and share stories. And can I tell you and, and tell your listeners that, you know, look, I collect stories and, you know, I've probably got a couple of, of advantages over most of your listeners. One, I've been on the planet maybe a little bit longer, so therefore two, I've just got a couple of extra stories to tell. But it's important for, you know, for your listeners to know that it's not about Peter's stories. It's how they take those stories and bring them to life in their own lives. And that's critical to ask, how can I take this idea? How can I take this message? How can I take this story and implement in my own life? And remember that it's the doing. I'll say it again. Good intentions will not get the job done, you actually have to do something. So for those, and to, and, and, and to give some sense to that, so for those people that want to be fitter and healthier in 2016 than they've ever been before, and I think most people care about their health and fitness, I certainly hope so, that sounds so big, I want to get fit and healthy. So let's break it down. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, two sit-ups and two push-ups. That's easy to do. But it's also easy not to do them. Tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, your listeners will have the chance to see whether they are serious about their health goals and their fitness goals for 2016. My challenge is two sit-ups and two push-ups tomorrow morning. And the beautiful thing about two sit-ups and two push-ups is that it turns into three sit-ups and three push-ups the next day. And by Monday morning, we're doing five. And then we're starting to include our family or, our, or our, our, our home team or our work team or our sporting team, and we're doing it together. And I'm on the floor when I walk into work, and before we even start the day's work, all my team are on the floor doing sit-ups and push-ups, and we're laughing and having fun together. And then we get our customers or to do this, and all of a sudden we start to build momentum and we're having fun, and, and remember that you can be successful and have fun at the same time. So, Deb, it's simple stuff, but it's the doing. And the structure of martial arts keeps you focused because I want to, you know, it starts off with a white belt and a yellow belt with one stripe, then the two stripes, then the three, and then maybe a blue belt, and I start moving through from white to yellow to blue to red, and who knows, maybe the dream that that eight-year-old boy had all those years ago, that black belt, just maybe we can bring that to life. But I'll say it again, it's the, it's the doing. And we both know that, Deb. Well, and I, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm just smiling because I see people attend conferences and they leave with that excitement and adrenaline rushing. And then the conference syllabus goes on to the desk or onto the shelf behind their desk and it became a task that they attended and I think you made a really valid point it's about the execution 
And I just want to talk about the synergy that you and I have. And I, I will concur. We are going to be on a stage. We don't know what stage or where in the world, but it will happen. So I will commit to that right now, my friend. And I think what you and I bring to the table is you come with your background as a pharmacist, and I come with the background as a medical case manager. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that you and I have broken out of, and I say that physically, emotionally, cognitively, on all levels, we broke out of a system that very much is stringent, it's got a lot of protocols, there's no outside of the box thinking because unfortunately in that academic world, that is the academic path that you follow and then the vocational career path that you then lead with those principles. So here we are now, uh, a crazy Aussie and a crazy Canadian with these bigger than life gregarious personalities coming out of a structured world, out of the box thinkers, and we're teaching people how to execute and be leaders and it's funny you talk back about that young eight-year-old boy so I'm going to ask you this did you know at a young age that you were destined for something great but you just didn't know what it was hmm. wow well it's it's great to dream big Look, I, I'm not sure my, my passion growing up sporting wise was tennis and I was very privileged I played in a couple of Australian tennis teams that traveled uh, my boyhood sporting idol, I had two. One was an Australian tennis player by the name of Rod Laver. And I was at Rod Laver Arena yesterday. I was at the Australian Open Tennis, which is happening in Melbourne at the moment. And I got to watch some bloke by the name of Roger Federer yesterday. So maybe as a little kid, that was my dream. My other boyhood sporting idol was Muhammad Ali. And um, to this, it's funny, isn't it? So maybe the answer to your question is yes, because... Yeah, maybe that was my 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 entry into the world of martial arts. There was something about it that captivated me. There was something about, you know, what these people were bigger than just the sport, though. They transcended their sport and have left the most wonderful legacies behind. So I think sport has always been a massive part of my life. So yeah, maybe as a kid, you know, I was offered scholarships to go to three different American universities, but my parents came from a different generation. And they said no, no, and no, because I hadn't yet finished my pharmacy degree, so it was going back to study. But I, I just, if okay with you, I just want to go back, I think, to, to one thing that you said before, and it's critical, and it was really in reference to the conferences that people go to, and they, again, have good intentions. They leave these little notes on their table. I find around the world that there are way too many that leave the great stuff behind. They walk out of the conference room with good intention but don't bring it to life. They go and listen to great speakers with good intention but don't bring it to life. And I encourage, I implore, I, 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 please, if the people listening to our show today, one thing, one thing for them that will move them in the direction of their goals and our time together this morning, Deb, will have been of enormous value. That one thing, as I say, that two sit-ups and two push-ups. But remember, that's just symbolic of the small steps, of the things that are easy to do, but are also easy not to do. If it's a relationship that you want to improve with somebody who you love and who you care about, but maybe you've let slip, then make a phone call. 
tell somebody how much you care, how much you love somebody. And I did, I think, I, Deb, I think that's critical. I think one of the things that maybe differentiate us that we genuinely care about people and we want to work with people around the globe so that they can be better tomorrow than they are today, to get excited about their black belt journey. I am a creature of habit. My friends and family could not believe when I firstly sold my pharmacies and then secondly moved into a world of, of corporate speaking. Now, I was coaching junior Australian rules football and like an ego out of control, I noticed that every Sunday I had more and more mums and dads and grandmas and grandpas coming to the football to listen to me talk to their kids. And I mean kids, they were seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12 years of age. And it changed my life. And, and, and I will say that sometimes we have to challenge ourselves and find a way to say yes. The easiest thing in life to do is to say no to something. And once I say no, it's the lazy person's easy way out. I don't have to think about it anymore once I say no. But if I can challenge myself, and it's no different to you and me saying, I want to get on stage together in some part in the world. That's a challenge for us. But what's happening is that the creative juices now are starting to flow. And you and I are now saying, well, we're going to make that happen. Let's just work out how. And if you can work out what it is that you want to do, the how's easy. We'll, we'll get there. But you've got to know that that's what I want to do. You know, that's my black belt. That's part of my black belt journey for 2016. In the same way, too, Deb, that we want to bring something to the table that's bigger than either one of us, you know, some sort of a nobler type purpose. You know, if, if you thought that working in one of my pharmacies, you were there to dispense prescriptions, then you're probably not really a fit for my business. But if you thought that you were coming on board to improve the health and well-being of, of people who we love in our community and people who we care about, aha, uh -huh, let's sit down and have a talk. I think you may just well be a fit for my team of people. So the whole structure of martial arts, amazing. You know, I'd love to say to you that as a little kid, I had some notion of grandeur or that I was going to do something amazing. Um, I find something amazing in every day. You know, it just makes me smile. I, look, and I won't lie to you, I went out with friends, some lifelong friends last night. My wife and I, uh, we went out for dinner last night. We're having a glass of wine and I was sharing um, what was about to happen to me this morning. And I didn't sleep very well. I um, looked at the clock every hour because I was pet I'm, up, I'm up early anyway, but I was petrified that I would miss this opportunity to chat to you. So I'm still like a kid in a toy shop. I still get so excited about these opportunities, Deb. So uh, again, thank you so much. Well, it's, you know what? This, just doing this show is an honor and a privilege for me. And I learn so much every week from each of the co-authors that I interview and I think you know I'm turning the big 50 this year and I say to my kids the best of my life is still to come and they laugh and giggle and that's my that's my mantra when I get up in the morning today's going to be an awesome day I'm going to be better than the version of myself from yesterday and I think Love when it. you have a stellar attitude like that, it just allows you to, I'm just a very happy person. And I, I want to just go back to something you said a minute ago. I think when you act as a person of service, whether you're keynote speaking or coaching, even if that's become your, your passion or your dream career, it's not about the, 
the bells and whistles, as I call it. It's about the gratitude of knowing that you stepped into a place of greatness, that you maybe had apprehension that you didn't think you could get there. And being in a place of service, when you see clients, you know, come to their greatness and, and you were part of that on-ramp to get there, I just don't think you can put into words as a speaker or a coach the emotions that you feel. And I've watched your videos on stage and I mean, your energy level and your passion. Um, I, I'd love to be sitting in the front row, but I, I'd rather be on stage because I'll probably be even more wired standing beside you. But all, all joking aside, I just think you found your calling. Uh, Jill, I, it, it's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to do what we do, and I love what I do. Um, I have a doctor friend of mine who asked me um, not too long ago, he said, well, Pete, but what happens if you just don't feel like it? And I said, Mark, I don't even understand the question. It's just I am so privileged to play in the space that I play in. And your comment about the best is yet to come, Absolutely, absolutely it is. You know, we've done our apprenticeship, Deb, when, as I said before, we've collected a few stories and, and now we get the chance to share that uh, with, uh, with your listeners and with people around the planet. Um, and, and for those people that you know, maybe are not as naturally upbeat as, say, yourself, um, and, and I'd like to say, and, and me too, um, and doing it small steps, get in the space, have fun with it, feel good about yourself, celebrate. Don't allow other people to negatively get into your headspace. You know, you're the gatekeeper of your attitude uh, and don't allow other people to impact on, on negatively on how you feel about yourself or, or, or on, on what, what you're going to bring to life around the world. You know, that's your choice. And, and you are so right you know, that for us to do what we do and to, and to get in front of people and to encourage and support and, and cheer people along... But the thing about the martial arts metaphor is that it's a sense of achieving. So it's not just some airy-fairy, you know, warm and fuzzy type thing and, you know, pursuit, you know, if I believe I will achieve. Yes, absolutely, but we've, we've got to hold ourselves accountable as well. And the great thing about martial arts is that I can, I, I can see it's tangible, this, this incremental stepping in the right direction towards my big picture goal, that being my black belt. And... Yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to work with your listeners and to work with corporates and to work with people and around the world to achieve their goals. Now, we're not saying, now you go and do this. We're saying, let's go and do this together. Now, we're with you. We're shoulder to shoulder, you know, running up a big hill in the morning. And sometimes I'm struggling and sometimes I need you to be cheering for me because I know that tomorrow you might be struggling and I'm going to be cheering for you. And that together, we're much stronger than either one of us apart. And that just makes sense to me. And, 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 to, and to constantly ask myself better questions, you know, every single day, you know, what do I, not, the, not, not, what's, not the, uh, what does somebody else, but what do I need to do more? What do I need to do better? What do I need to do differently? You know, small steps, easy to do, easy not to do, and remember, it's your choice. Absolutely. So, I've got a few things that I'd like to do. Um, I found, I always do a little research because I'm a big quote lover. And because you're a martial arts guy, I found the most perfect quote, which I think is the epitome of your being. And it's by Bruce Lee. And he says, quote, 
absorb what is useful, discard, discard what, is what is not, not. add what is uniquely your own. And that's you. I, I, you, I, you, you have given me massive goosebumps. I, that is right up there is one of my favorite quotes. I use it regularly. Um, you have just completely blown me away. This is, um, we've not had any discussion around this at all, and that just has given me, you've just, um, oh my golly. Uh, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own, and how, you know, we, we collect ideas from people, and some of it will be useful and some of it won't be, but ultimately we have to bring to life and put our own unique stamp on this world and, and, and get excited and bring people along and share. Don't leave the great stuff behind. Ask yourself and for our listeners now, who am I going to share today's interview with? Who am I going to sit down? You know, I wrote a book and it's called Be the Best You Can Be. And it's all about you know harnessing the principles of martial arts and, and moving your life from routine to remarkable death. But it's really a collection of anecdotes and stories. And and you know, I encourage people when they've read it to, to share it and to and to and, and to ask people that are important in their lives to, to read it too and to explore which story resonated and what are we going to do as a result of reading the book. Don't just read it and put it down and do nothing. So absolutely, you know, to absorb what is useful, discard what you can't use or what maybe is not for you, but then bring it to life by adding your own unique stamp. Wow, that is amazing. And, 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 and as you know, I start every day, you know, I'm not great with social media, but I promise I'll try to get better. And I start every day with, a, with a, um, an inspirational quote. Um, it won't resonate. Every, not every quote will resonate with every human being, but I hope, hope that if our listeners want to tap into it, you know, goes from my LinkedIn to my Twitter to my Facebook. Yes, I'm actually on Facebook now. Um, and every day I just start off with, a, uh, with an inspirational quote. Uh, so if our, our viewers want to, our listeners want to um, tap into that, then please, by all means, do. And again, some of the quotes will, uh, you know, will resonate some way, push them away, but then add what is uniquely your own. I love it. Thanks for that. Well, it's my pleasure, and your website is www.peterthurin, spelled com. and it's yeah. just been a pleasure speaking with you the last 30 minutes, and I wanted to tell you that I actually met Muhammad Ali in the Pittsburgh airport. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Um Serendipitous moment. Uh, I was uh, walking to my gate and I turned and I looked up and I saw him and our eyes met and God love him. He, he was shaken and I looked at his assistant. I was very humble, very soft spoken. And I said, uh, may I just have a moment of your time? I would love your autograph. And he looked at his assistant and he stopped and he put down his briefcase and first he shook my hand and then I only had a business card on me because I was rushing to get a plane and he signed the back of my card and then he shook my hand again, his hand just a shaken. And I think I just stood there in awe because he's just such a humble man and I loved what you said about him. So I want to finish off our interview by saying that, uh, it doesn't matter how famous you are. At the end of the day, we're, we're all just people. 
Yeah. Muhammad Ali once said, never look down on those who look up to you. Deb, can I also just make a, a, an offer um, to our listeners as well, that if they want to get onto my website, peterturin.com, that um, if they just pop their, um, their uh, details there, I will send each of our um, listeners five doses. Uh, that's the old pharmacist and me, five doses of inspiration. So the next five working days, they'll get five little videos. They're just two or three minutes long each that hopefully will help to maintain the momentum that uh, you've started on your radio show. So uh, that's a gift from you and me to our listeners if they would like to um, take part in that. That's amazing, and thanks for that. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll follow off your words, and your prescription is let's, let's get busy and uh, get on the stage. and, and We've got we to make a smart goal and pick a date and a location. So... That's your homework, and that's uh, that's my prescription for uh, you. How's that? that sounds great. And as you were talking about quotes, and I know that we need to finish up, as I said to you, the danger for you is that I could speak five days underwater without being interrupted. But a, a quote that went out on my um, social media the other day, um, unfortunately, I, I don't know who to give credit to for this, but life is change. Growth is optional. Choose wisely. So we all make choices, don't we? Uh, life is change, and our book that we contributed to is called The Change. Uh, but growth is up to you, so let's make great decisions, and if we can help our listeners in any way, um, that would be a joy, and as I said before, an honour and a privilege. Deb, this has been amazing chatting to you. You have no idea uh, how much I appreciate this opportunity. Well, the pleasure's all mine, and uh, I will uniquely say goodbye and enjoy January 21st. I, I look forward to, to launching into that tomorrow after a good night's sleep. And uh, thanks for being the leader that you are, the entrepreneur that you are, and just keep being authentic to who you are. And you're just a champion getting up early. That's, that's the true grit. Those who get up early, just an hour every day. So... I just want to thank you, and I look forward to chatting, and I hope that uh, your day is as awesome as you are, my friend. Uh, you're awesome. We started this interview with a big hug. I hope you can feel one to finish it as well, and I hope your, your little girl has an amazing birthday. I'll have a drink to her health tonight. Thanks a lot, Pete. You take care. All the best, Deb. Keep well. Bye for now. Just another amazing hour. I mean, we went from Chicago, Illinois with Christine Suva all the way down to Melbourne, Australia with Peter Thurin. And just to show you the strength and depth of the fastest growing personal development book series in the world. And I have just the utmost pleasure every week of interviewing incredible, incredible entrepreneurs. So join me next week. I will have Susan Freeze from Los Angeles, California on the show and David Campbell from Australia. And I want to thank you for spending an hour with me every Wednesday. And stay tuned for when we move our podcast over to iTunes. So thanks again. And my goal for you today is to just believe that you can do anything. Anything's possible. All you have to do is start. This is Deb Crow, your work-life balance specialist, and thanks for tuning in to the Changebook Radio Show. Have a great day, everybody.